0: This is a Squiz podcast, where your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Simone Yaris, And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday the 13th of September. In your Squiz today, questions linger from 9-11, another COVID vaccine deal, serving Prince Andrew, and upside down rhinos. This is your Squiz today. The 20th anniversary of the September 11 attacks was commemorated in the U.S. on Saturday. Two decades on Claire, the families of victims who were killed in the attacks still have questions around that day, including whether Saudi Arabia supported the hijackers behind the attacks. Those questions were partly answered on Saturday when the FBI made public a document that looks into those connections. Yeah, it's just the
1: start of the Biden administration helping those families with some more information uh, from what have been classified investigations into Saudi Arabia's alleged involvement in those 9-11 attacks. Uh, When you look at the people involved in the 9-11 attacks, 15 of the 19 al-Qaeda hijackers were Saudi citizens. Osama bin Laden himself, of course, came from a very prominent Saudi family and and of course, that has raised a lot of questions about whether the government had any direct involvement in either funding Al-Qaeda or directly in those attacks. Uh, the families of 2,500 of the dead uh, have banded together with those who were injured, also businesses who were impacted uh, by those terror attacks on America uh, to sue the Saudi government. And what happened to Joe Biden going into the nine eleven anniversary was he was under pressure from those involved in that lawsuit to release more information. That first document was released after the memorial services on Saturday. And as you say, it hinted at some involvement by senior Saudi officials. It doesn't draw a direct correlation uh, between the two, but certainly it is a start and families really welcomed that release of information
0: for its part Saudi Arabia has long denied any involvement in the attacks as for the commemorations Claire President Biden visited all three sites where hijacked planes crashed in New York Pennsylvania and Virginia he didn't make any public speeches at the sites but he did release a video expressing his condolences to the victims loved ones
1: Yeah, those watching the memorial services very closely say that he cut a very quiet figure uh, and largely stayed in the background, uh, being there really to support victims' families. Uh, Also, when you look at what happened on that anniversary, the Taliban has raised the flag over the presidential palace in Kabul. That's quite significant. It does signal the beginning of the Taliban administration. uh, And interesting that they used that 20th anniversary to do that.
0: Yeah, there's been a lot of concern around what the Taliban rule will mean for women and girls who face strict bans and rules when the Taliban were last in power in the late 90s. We got a glimpse of that overnight with reports women will be allowed to study at universities, but not alongside men, and there will be a new Islamic dress code back home in Australia, the federal government has struck another vaccine supply deal. One million Moderna vaccine doses from overseas are arriving as early as next week, and they're going straight to pharmacies across the country.
1: Yeah, and what the Prime Minister said yesterday is that it means that everyone still waiting for a jab will be able to roll up their sleeve in October. It'll be the first time in this vaccine program rollout where supply should be able to meet demand. Uh, Also, notable is that everyone aged over 12 years old will be able to be vaccinated. And the hope is that that will start to roll out next week, as you say, from pharmacies.
0: Yeah, it's all part of that push, of course, to get to that 70 to 80% vaccination rate target that will unlock more freedoms. As of midnight on Saturday, more than 67% of the eligible population have had one dose and 42.3% have had both. When it comes to dire warnings about the world, it doesn't get much more authoritative than that from the United Nations Secretary-General, Antonio Guterres. On Friday, Claire, he said the world is under enormous stress on almost every front.
1: Yeah, and the United Nations has released a report called Our Common Agenda. It's meant to really be the conversation starter around all of these big issues that are around at the moment. Uh, Of course, as far as global issues go, there's a few things on the boil. There's (laughs) Of course, a global pandemic. And what Gutierrez says is that it really has highlighted the fact that the world is able to really rally and do some great things like create vaccines, Uh, but it hasn't been able to make sure that everyone around the world is equally looked after. Uh, The United Nations has long called on wealthy nations to do more to support poorer nations to get vaccinated. Uh, That's just the tip of the iceberg, of course, when you look at climate change, Uh, Poverty and hunger, gender inequality, uh, big nations going toe-to-toe with one another. There's a lot of things going on.
0: Yeah, there's a lot in that report. He made several recommendations, including a summit to create a global consensus on what the world's future should look like. That's circled in the calendar for 2023. A few weeks ago, Prince Andrew, the Queen's second son, was sued by alleged sex trafficking victim Virginia Giffray over claims he sexually abused her when she was 17. They are allegations Buckingham Palace denies. For a quick update on where things are at, Claire, there's some confusion around whether or not Prince Andrew has been served with the legal papers and that of course needs to happen before any court case can get
1: underway. And what Dufresne's lawyers say is that Prince Andrew has been served those documents. Uh, They were left with a police officer uh, at his home in Windsor. Uh, Andrew is currently at Balmoral, which is the Royal family's Scottish Estate and his legal team say that means that he hasn't been served the documents. Uh, It is a really important point in this case because uh, documents need to be successfully served for the lawsuit to go forward and of course it's rather difficult to actually get to Andrew uh, and give those documents to him. Uh, What's going to happen today is that a US judge will determine whether the papers have actually been served.
0: Yeah, reports say an answer from Prince Andrew is due by the 17th of September And if he fails to respond, a judgment by default will be entered. It's been a big couple of days in sport. We officially have our AFL Grand Final teams locked in with both the Melbourne Demons and Western Bulldogs earning a spot over the weekend. Australia's Daniel Ricciardo won his first Formula One title since 2018, taking out the Italian Grand Prix overnight. And in tennis, Claire, 18-year-old Emma Raducanu became the first British woman to win a Grand Slam title in 44 years at the US Open on Sunday.
1: Yeah, she's also one of the youngest. She's just 18 years old. And what those who watch tennis really closely say is that uh, her game against Layla Fernandez, another young woman, has really showed that there's a generational change happening in women's tennis. Uh, we'll see whether that's happening in the men's draw. Novak Djokovic is up against Daniel Medvedev uh, a little bit later this morning.
0: And just as we're recording, Aussie Sam Stozer has won the women's doubles final with Zhang Shui and Dylan Alcott has beaten 18-year-old Dutchman Niels Vink 7-5-6-2 in the quad singles final. It means he's claimed the Golden Slam. That's winning all four tennis majors and Paralympic gold. Absolutely incredible. I'm sure we'll hear more on that later today. Many of us would be familiar with the Nobel Peace Prize, or at least maybe have heard of it. But less familiar, Claire, is the Ig Nobel Prizes. They're awarded each year for unusual scientific achievements. Making the list this year, upside-down rhinos. Upside-down rhinos. That was something that
1: animal (laughs) scientists did uh, during the year. They wanted to look at whether it's safer to transport airborne rhinos upside-down rather than on their sides on stretchers. They're rather unusual photos when you have have a look at them and you wonder how on earth that could possibly be safe but apparently it is apparently the rhinos were a lot less stressed when they were sort of trussed up by their legs and hoisted up into the air
0: of course they were very tranquilized when it (laughs) happened you'd hope so I love it I went down an absolute rabbit hole yesterday looking at previous years winners (laughs) it's been around since 1991 so safe to say there is a fair list now last year one of the prizes was given to a team of scientists who put an alligator in a helium-filled box and made it make noises. (laughs) I'll pop a link to that and this year's winners in your episode notes. That's all from us. Have a good one and we'll be back with you tomorrow.